Mrs. Grant, your biggest fan, uh, yes. playing yes. your walkout song. We have Joe Marr with us, Minnesota Twins uh, baseball player and a St. Paul guy and a great guy in the Twin Cities. And we have Joe Schmidt, who is the, are you the sports director at Channel 5, Joe? Anchor. Just, just call me the sports stud. The sports oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Shorten it up a little bit. Shorten yeah. it up, and you've written two books: um, the Silent Silent Impact and the Impact Blueprint. Right. And then this is your first venture into writing a children's book, and it's called The Right Thing to Do with the Joe Mauer Story. Mm-hmm. So maybe um, tell us how you even started, got, got the idea to write this book. Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I wrote my first book, Silent Impact, and mm-hmm. I included the story about Joe in it because Joe made this silent impact uh, on, on a bunch of people when he walked a student who normally sat alone at lunch. He was blind at Creighton Durham Hall, and Joe walked him arm in arm, invited him to sit down at his table, which mm-hmm. had to be the coolest table at Creighton Durham yeah, Hall because right. Joe is the big man on campus. Anyway, so I asked Joe, I said, Joe, why did you do this? And his answer right away was, because it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. So when we decided to write the children's book, it was pretty easy. We were yeah. going to call it Good Night Moon. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, really, that might have been taken. No one bought that book, though, I don't think. But you said that this just took you like 20 minutes to write, which is so great. It was like writing a TV story. I, I knew it inside and out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I know Mike, the young man. I've known Joe. I, when did fr- you start covering him? My first interview with Joe, and I see if you remember this, you were playing basketball. I believe it was between your either your sophomore, junior year, or junior and senior year, Salvation Army. Yeah, And I pulled you off the court, and we got an interview. And I thought, God, that's kind of a humble guy for being this guy everybody's talking about. Because we were kept hearing right, about Mauer, yeah. Mauer, Mauer. Yeah, that's the first. I got to find that interview. There. I want to find that Army. interview. Yeah. That summer, uh, the summer league down there. That was, yep. yeah. Because it would and, be easy to get be big-headed being excellent in sports. Not to well, mention multiple sports. It right. really is. Yeah. Well, not so in the Mauer credit, family. Yeah, I can tell right. you that. Credit there's, to your family, yeah, your parents. There, there's enough... Uh, Enough Mowers around there that can ground you pretty quick. <laughs> good, so, good, yeah. and uh, yeah, I and lo- you talk this about this book is wonderful. It, it so really many, is the, the illustrations. Oh, and amazing. you talk about you know your dad and how he with your three boys really made sure that you were kind, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the message of the book. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, um, Joe obviously came to uh, Maddie and I with this idea of writing the book, and uh, at first I was a little apprehensive. I I wasn't completely. Uh, I don't know, I guess wanting to get that story out, you know, I just figured, you know, Mike and our relationship, I, I just didn't think there was a story to tell, but obviously Joe is a wonderful storyteller. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he came up with the idea of a hundred percent of the, the pro, uh, proceeds going to two organizations of our choice and one being thumbs up and, and the Highland friendship club. Um, so that, that made it feel um, better about it. And then obviously I reached out to Mike to see what his thoughts were on and he got behind it. So after uh, kind of, thinking about it and, and hoping that maybe it can make an impact on somebody um, out there. Uh, yeah, I thought this was a great opportunity. And, you know, opportunity to, to team up with Joe Schmitz uh, is a good opportunity when you get a chance. So happy to do it. If I could say something, too. Uh, Please. You know, Maddie was uh, a big part of this, too. Mm-hmm. Because, That's your wife. You know, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she is not only the wife, but she's the protector a little bit of yeah. Joe because Joe is a pleaser and says yes. And she wanted to make sure everything was right. And, and... Once we figured out, not only would all the money go to two amazing charities, we have a book buy program where people are donating money to buy books. And we have 500 elementary schools in Minnesota who are going to get books so oh, far. Oh, that's I love this. So far, and, for free. And, and so it's just really cool. 
that that is amazing. And if people were, it's a new book, it's a children's book. And I heard you on one of your interviews this morning on Minnesota Live this morning at nine mm-hmm. o'clock. And that was such a great story because you really went in depth about these charities and how important they are to, to both of you, which is great. And that 100% of the proceeds of the book, the right thing to do, the Joe Maurer story, um, you can go to joemauerbook.com and you can order your books right now. And you were talking about, you know, it sounds like you spent a lot of time reading to your children, Joe, mm-hmm. and how, you know, you sit down and as a parent, I know I did this with mine, I'm sure mm-hmm. you did too, you sit down and they ask you all the questions about everything and it's it's about friendship, it's about kindness, this book and the illustrations are to die for, it's about inclusivity mm-hmm. and how this mic that we're talking about was is blind and he was sitting at his own table at Crete and Durham. I think it was just Cretan at the time. Mm-hmm. And you went over and said, hey, come, you know, let me sit with you. Let me walk you back in this friendship that you started because I loved it because you always got picked first. The story, you always mm-hmm. got picked first mm-hmm. for team because you were so athletic. I mean, you were a three-sport guy. Of course, everyone went you on your team. And then you would pick kind of the underdog mm-hmm. next, which is, that's a big deal. Yeah, you at know. At that age, you and know. That's, you know, we kind of were talking about how this that story with Mike and I kind of unfolded and it, we shared the the period before lunch together. And, um, yeah, I credit, you know, the environment that I grew up in, my parents and, you know, at Creighton Durham Hall and in St. Columba, my grade school. But uh, I always tell Joe, if it wasn't me, it was going to be somebody else. And, um, we were gathering our stuff and we're going to the same place. And I said, Mike, let's go, here we go, go down mm-hmm. to, to lunch. And we ended up, uh, you know, I, I knew Mike a little bit, before that but then uh, I quickly realized how much we had in common you know and and to the outside I think a lot of people would look at the both of us and and kind of wonder why but we we shared a lot of the same interests and uh, it was it was a fun year um, you know at lunch to uh, share those stories and to hear about uh, you know I, I make the reference to Kevin Garnett how many points he had before uh, you know he's a big sports fan yeah. all the stats and um, so it was a lot of fun uh, that year with lunch and you know having Mike be a, be a part of our table. It, it can, if I could say something, you can take take yourself back to your senior year in high school, mm-hmm. and Very and clicky. then and then you yeah, mm-hmm. and you decide to walk with a blind student who grabs your arm mm-hmm. and he has a cane, mm-hmm. and they walk down the hallway, and and go to the lunchroom. You know, just I think that's that's above and beyond. I know Joe's all humble about it, but I know that went to bend me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, just, I would have been too much into myself. When, right. You know, and, and sometimes pe- kids that age don't like to get uncomfortable, but Joe was willing to do it. Yeah. Well, how comfortable do you feel about possibly being picked first in this Hall of Fame? <laughs> well, that's, know, that happens that's on big... Tuesday and Tuesday. you're trending all day on Twitter. People are delighted that I'm not sure what it means, but it's not done often. Are you aware of that? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a rare <laughs> Thanks for thing. telling him the stats, Lori. Uh, if you're yeah. just joining us, this is Joe Maurer from the Minnesota Twins and Joe Schmidt. I know, I was delighted. To go. He's on our show and he's trending on Twitter for, for Hall yeah. of Fame ballot. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's coming Tuesday and there's a window. And if I get the call, that would be amazing. Okay. Unbelievable. You and the Oscar, cause the Oscar nominations come out Tuesday morning. <laughs> I'm so sure you were wondering okay. all these people <laughs> yeah. and all these, and you are going to be waiting for, do you yeah. get a call from your agent or how does that no, happen? So Tuesday's a big day. Yeah. It's turning out to be, but um, yeah. So uh, the hall of fame, uh, the chair, uh, I think the chairman calls and calls your uh, house. They give you like a 45 minute window oh and if the phone rings, then that's 
great news. If and then what happens? Rain, then... Do you immediately get sent a jet and go off somewhere? <laughs> I think the whirlwind starts after that. Really? Um, the announcement I think is on uh, MLB Network. Uh-huh. Um, I think at five fifteen Eastern, <laughs> yeah. something like that, and then um, off to Cooperstown um, Wednesday morning uh, through Friday, and. Then oh Twins Fest starts. Oh yes, my uh, gosh. Weekend too, so That's so wow. cool. It could make for a busy week, but uh, How you won't exciting. hear any complaints from me. Yeah. And How by exciting. the way, the book will be available I was just going to say Twins Fest. Fest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching Joshua now. Let's get back to this book. There no, no, no. Just I really don't you. want to get back to the book, but I just, but because it's really exciting. the first public place other than yes. online that you yeah. can get it. I know that. I've already had, I've got three emails from different bookstores already asking me oh, to, yeah. to get the book in it. Right. So it's going it, to, this thing's going to be a hit. Yeah. It's going to be a big hit. And it, if Joe gets the call on Tuesday, mm-hmm. we're, we're doubling the price. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Grant will come to work <laughs> on Wednesday. Now it'll be the most expensive so. children's book in the world. It, right. There you go. <laughs> and so the book is um, the right thing to do, the Joe Mauer story. And so um, you've got all this good stuff going on. Did you guys kind of time the release of the book around this? The Twins Fest, Joe? Joe, you know, Joe Sr. <laughs> you know, Joe Sr. Okay. Um, you know, originally we thought about trying to get it out before Christmas, but mm-hmm. the things just didn't work out that way. And our publisher, Amy Quayle, told me, said, you know, this whole Christmas book idea is not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. And and then it just happened that it was right during Hall of Fame time. And I thought, well, this is, this could work out pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this book is, is interesting because a friend of mine said, this is a gift. People are going to buy this for a gift for none of their grandkids, their neighbors. They can buy it for their school, things like that, because it's, 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 it's beautiful. Kevin, uh, Cannon is the guy who did the artwork on it. You said we, you guys yes, we've had it at the state yeah. fair. He does the illustration of everything at the fair. He's got a wonderful eye. I love these, uh, care. I like how they're drawn. It's very yeah, he, cute. He did a great job yeah. on the book. And, uh. It was. I first got the book in hand today. Oh really? It, it, oh my it, gosh! It looks great. Yeah, it's, it really, uh, it really is does. cute. And he did a great job. And uh, did Maddie yeah. like it? Did you get to sort of show Maddie? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So good. she's uh, she's thrilled about it too. So. Oh, this good. is going to be fun to sit down with your. Can you with your kids? Can you guys hang with us, or do yeah. you have to go? I know yeah. you're tired, probably, because you've done a lot of it. This is the highlight. Oh, yeah. I love you, Joe. <laughs> I, I, I love you. Forever. You know what? I, I've never come on this show and not have fun. <laughs> So, but you guys never asked me on, so I don't know. Oh. Maybe I had too much fun. You can come, no, on, I don't know. I come on anytime. Oh. You can come on anytime. Oh, We've right. had a lot of sports lately. All right, we're yeah. going to take a quick break. This is Lori and Julie on My Talk. We'll be back with Joe Schmidt and Joe Mauer. Hey, everybody. Lori and Julia here for Minneapolis Plastic Surgery. And um, we, I remember I saw uh, Dr. Jarvis for my six month follow up. And I'm like, you know what, Dr. Jarvis, would you, we need to have you on our show and just have a Ask the Plastic Surgeon section and just yes. talk to him and because uh, uh, it, it, it would be fun and people do yeah. have questions. I've tried to answer as many emails as yes. I've gotten and people have reached out, but it's Monday, it's so Monday. send us an email at um, my talk you just go to our show page yeah. you can shoot us an email right there and, and if we'll you, ask if you know on you the air without your name yes and please because because we have a we've got some already for him but we'd love to hear from you and that's monday at 3 30 and all of the doctors at minneapolis plastic surgery board certified dr jarvis dr tholan dr singh each of them have different areas of expertise, but one thing you can know is that you're getting the very best uh, care that you could possibly get, Minneapolis Plastic Surgery. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Julia, I have a random thought. I have to ask Joe Schmidt. Okay. About Joe Mowers. So I'm sorry if this embarrasses you. Uh But Uh Joe Schmidt, I just want you to explain why a first ballot Hall of Famer is a big deal. And I don't think I'm jinxing anything because... I guess reports are looking good for you, Joe Mauer, for that call on Tuesday. But why is it a big deal? It's, it's a big deal because in order to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, they you have to be the best of the best for a long period of time. And they're in the history of the game. I believe it's, what, 48? It's it's like 48 players have been on first ballot. So it's really, really Give us really, some names. Uh, Lou Gehrig, Ty Cobb, uh, okay. Johnny Bench, Mariano okay. Rivera. That kind of company. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But but Joe is, is really close. But what we don't know is there's still, you know, a couple yeah. hundred votes out there that yeah, you yeah. don't know. He has All to be right. on 75% of the ballot. Is that right? And right now the trending is he's over 80%. Yeah. He's at so. 84 currently. Oh, 84? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 84 okay. Yeah. So Does that make they, you nervous even talking about this? <clears throat> Are you a superstitious person? Are you fine with um, Superstitious? Um, yes. I don't know. I, I think uh, I, I like to call it more of like like routines. You know, in baseball, you play 162 games mm-hmm. in 180 days. You're you're bound to do something over and over. Mm-hmm. You know, the same. But um, you know, for me, going into this, I know nowadays some of the ballots are public, and um, I really didn't know what to expect. This is the first time I've been on it, and um, you know, I'm I'm kind of one to, I kind of wait to react until things are actually yeah. happening. So um, that's great news that it's trending in the right direction, but. I'm going to wait uh, until I get that call to get uh, This is very excited. Excited. This is so exciting. We're never on the cusp of any sports yeah. or anything, so this is wonderful. You know, well, they're, um, using, uh, they're using Dominion voting machines, so we're not yeah, yeah, yeah. No, God, just, just, just kidding. Just kidding. Very good. Okay, so we're with Joe Maurer and Joe Schmidt, if you're just joining us. You know, Joe Maurer, you're talking about how you don't get real ruffled, and this is probably your success in batting and playing in major baseball. I mean, how... How do you keep? How did you keep calm in those really, really big moments when you were up to bat? Or well, I, I think that served me well throughout my career to, to not get too high or too low. Um, in baseball, there's there's a lot of failure, and um, you know if you dwell on that, it, it just keeps getting worse. And um, you know we always say you know the old saying, "Put down the shovel," you know mm-hmm. when things are going bad. So I, I always tried to keep an even keel, and, and also too. Um, you know, knowing that I was in, you know, catcher being in that position of a clubhouse leader that, 
people were looking to me and how my body language was or what I said or what I did. So I always tried to be the same guy every day and uh, come in there with a, a positive attitude and and uh, coming in there with the, the really just trying to win that day and, um, you know, be a good uh, influence on, on teammates and, and, and everybody he, around you. And the kids, I mean, we were so grateful when you <clears> signed <throat> with the Twins and not many people stay with their teams anymore. And that was really a big deal for us, you know, mm-hmm. Twins fans that you did that. Is it, was it a hard transition to retire and not be with the guys every day or were you kind of, was your body ready or, you know, it's, I think for me, I, I am, you know, I didn't really know until that last day, um, if I was done or not. And, and usually in, in our profession, that decision's made for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an opportunity to continue my career, but, um, that last day, uh, there was a lot of things in place and signs that, uh, were out there kind of telling me that it was okay to be done. And, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to make sure I didn't say anything that day and, right. and took a little time to process those feelings and emotions. And, um, you know, after uh, a few weeks, uh, it became pretty, pretty clear that that was my time. And could I have squeezed a few more years out? Sure. But I, uh, it was the right time for me. And, um, you know, I've never really looked back. You're the perfect example of never complain, never explain. Yeah. It's just so <laughs> worked. It's really is the most wonderful way to be about stuff. And well, people, thank you. People mm-hmm. who might have just turned in, I wanted <clears throat> why are Joe Schmidt and Joe Maurer on the Lori and Julia show? <laughs> <laughs> Last time we heard was when I was going to meet you in a Kemp's ice cream ad in like yes. 2007 or 8 at a yes. house in Lindell. I was dying that day. Um, the book that Joe Schmidt wrote, um, the Joe Maurer story, along with Joe Maurer, is the right thing to do. The Joe Maurer story, you can go to joemaurerbook.com. It's just book. Yeah, it's It's also posted to our show page too, okay, so great. listeners can go there as well. And Twins Fest is happening next weekend. You can pick it up there, and it will at some point be available at local bookstore. But a hundred percent of the proceeds are going to two different charities: mm-hmm. um, Thumbs Up and Highland Friendship. Lori said, Julia, you get to just talk, but she is talking more than me, and she's raising her hand I'm, right now I have to a, ask a question. I have a serious question, <laughs> well, a baseball catcher, that, a question <laughs> that only a catcher can answer. So every season, do you guys make new sign language for all your plays? <laughs> yeah. That's a good I'm question. Serious. That is a great question. You know, we actually switch them up even in-game. In-game, so okay. We, so uh, two fingers down can mean something different mean at different something times. different different uh, game to game. Okay. Or any well, to any. And how do yeah. you guys remember it? I mean, is they it just, just a handful? or do I you... always try to say, keep switching it up, but keep it simple. Okay, yeah. wow. So, all right. Yeah. So did, so did you wear yeah. the fingernail polish ever? <laughs> I did. Okay. Did you Did you guys this? i got to give you guys this. So you know this that Joe Mauer okay. wore fingernail polish. Yeah, yeah. And for was, what? For like a for signal? So when you're playing, you know, there's lights everywhere, but when you're giving signs, it's sometimes the pitchers have a tough time seeing with the shadow. So I would paint my fingernails white or grab some of the chalk and mm-hmm. kind of get my fingers to Good try one. to be yeah. a little yeah. brighter than normal and mm-hmm. trying to stay on the same page. Okay. Do, you have, yeah. do you have like a one game that kind of sticks out in your head like, oh my God, pinch me or... I think that one game is is for me and probably I'd say most big leaguers is the first game. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, it's right. it's your debut, and I remember um, running out. It was a home game, and uh, I was starting catching catching Brad Radke in 2004, and and hearing the hear your Minnesota Twins, and I'm running out on the field. That, <laughs> yeah, that was oh. an oh wow, you know moment and uh, and the crowd was crazy and the crowd for was you. crazy opening day mm-hmm. the metrodome was packed and um that's something i'll never forget and i think that's what most 
um, players would say probably yeah. opening day mm-hmm. or their debut. I, I will say, if I could jump in, please yeah, covered sports here for 35, 36, seven years. Um, one of my top 10 moments was the day that you played your last game and you came out and caught one batter when you, I mean, that I got goosebumps yeah, and when you yeah. came out in your catching gear and your family's there. And it was just like, wow, it was, it was really cool. It was, a, it was very emotional. I know it was emotional for you, but it was, it was even emotional for me and a lot of fans watching yeah. it. Yeah. And that's uh, when I said earlier, you know, a lot of things aligned and, um, you know, as a competitor, as an athlete, you just kind of, you know, something goes wrong, you kind of power through and you just keep going, you keep going. And, and I think that was a lot of those signs and going out and putting the gear on and doing all those things that like, those are signs telling me that it was okay. It was okay yeah. to be done and um, kind of realized that uh, soon after. If I could say one more thing, to, please, 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 just to, to give you a little fun. inside baseball yeah. stuff, yeah. you know, what I don't think a lot of people realize and, and we would see, especially at spring training and, and, and during the season is how much work Joe had to do to prepare his body to play the game that night. Mm-hmm. This was not a beer league where you show up at 6.30 for <laughs> yeah, a 7 right. o'clock game, throw the ball a few yeah. times, hit a few balls, and then go out there. I mean, you know, Joe had a process you went through, and it you know, at the end, you know, the body, you had to work the body. I always well, feel we, like the catchers have the hardest job. All yes. that squatting. Yeah. All that it squatting does. and throwing. My God. This was <laughs> this was such a treat, and we're going to be the first to say congratulations on your Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I know what you said, but you know what? If it works out, how wonderful. And what a treat for us to meet you and Joe Schmidt. Thank you for writing this amazing book. People, it's the right thing to do. Get it at joemauerbook.com or at Twins Fest or in soon to be at, at stores. It's great to sit down and read for your kids. It's such a lovely story. Thank you. Hey, gang, it's Lori and Julia here for Beautiful, the Carol King musical. Um, we are so excited about it coming um, to the Chanhassen Dinner Theater. You know, Main stage. This is the first reg- time it's been available for regional theater. And, mm-hmm. of course, the Chanhassen got on that. And this is a beautiful, epic story about Carol King as a young woman writing songs for all these great bands and groups. They're all going to be performing. The bands and groups are all going to be there doing performing, dancing, singing. You'll know all the music, and it opens March 1st, and I can't imagine that people are not just going to fall in love with this show because... To me, it feels like how Jersey Boys feels with like a really great story. With great music. With music that everybody knows. And then it is such a fantastic story. And it's set in the 60s. So, I mean, it's just dancing. It's everything. It's a wonderful show. We love the Chan. Visit ChanHassonDT.com. So, what are you trying to say? the meaning of this i would like you to hollywood speak a trusted source close to kanye west uh, told page six that uh, kanye's titanium dentures well they're fixed and permanent it's experimental dentistry quote unquote what two words that never (laughs) belong together experimental and dentistry Or discount on dentist. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a fan of that one either. Oh, oh my word. I really, I would no sooner let someone go into my mouth with a metal that isn't approved and been in there for a long time. Yes. People don't, young people don't understand. Maybe he, well, his mom died early when she was young, but I, I lived through the lifetime span of my dad's teeth. And I'll never forget 
the day we had to go get them all extracted. Lovely doctor. I can't even think of his yeah. name right now. Helped but, us. Ju- Julia, but I mean, teeth are important. This is why the homeless, not toothless <laughs> thing in Beverly Hills, which deal. is the worst name charity ever. And we learned about it last year. But it is your gum health. Oh. Is you would critical is critical to call a dentist right now. Well, but but so so very often, you know, people don't have dental insurance. They don't right. have money it, for it's that. Something that is very hard, and it's not covered. And there's all kinds of things that can happen. So I do give the Beverly Hills ladies, but I don't give them credit for their name. Homelessness it's just terrible. is not good, and experimental dentistry is not anything. Oh. This is this is when you have too much money. It is that you decide that experimental dentistry is a good idea. It and your and you need attention. Mm-hmm. You have too much money. He does have an album coming out supposedly. Okay, well, great. Yeah, called Vultures. Okay, okay. I don't. I don't want to talk about him anymore. Right, we fine. can talk about his teeth, but I don't want to talk about any okay, of his creative fine. things. I don't want to give him any props, but I like this. Lionel Richie said mm-hmm. um, that you couldn't do the "We Are the World" song in Gathering today because everybody sounds the same. Well, I kind of think this is I kind mean, of an interesting thing for a man who's on American Idol as yeah, a judge. Yeah, he says you start thinking about vocalists. Well, that's what he's saying because maybe there's so much um, auto tuning and backs that music sounds the same. You don't hear instruments. Yeah, but you do. It would just have to be. He just, I, I kind of think this is a kind of a mm-hmm. true statement. He says, you know, if you could shut your eyes, you knew it was Bruce Springsteen sing- mm-hmm. singing. You knew it was Cindy Lauper. Yeah. You knew it was Cher. All right, I see what he's you saying. You knew it was Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. Those are our kind of voices that stand out. You would know Adele today. Julia, I think you're correct. I think a judge on American Idol, you should choose his words more I, carefully. I think this is an interesting choice right now. Um, but why he's saying this is because the We Are the World um, documentary is about to land uh, on Netflix. And it's okay. called The Greatest Night in Pop. And if you think about having that many iconic musicians in the same room. And Prince wasn't there. Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. He didn't go. Mm-hmm. He was invited. He didn't go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the and the story about how the song came together, Michael Jackson, Lionel Richie, it's yeah. really, it's a I'd great, watch this I would too. So this is going to be coming to Netflix. Okay. So, um, here's a little something. What do you something, say something? about this? Uh, I'm still shaking over meeting Joe, Joe Mauer. Mauer. So I'm sorry. Guys. Even This he, is when it helps to not be... You know, like a sports fan. Yes, uh, only a last five minute sports yes, fan. Yes, because a I was able to ask a very good sports question. Yeah, the hand signals. You did that was Lori. I was impressed with you. Thank you, because I've and always we learned he put on nail polish. Yeah, oh, I've yeah. always oh, wondered yeah. that. But now they don't do that anymore because now it's through an electronic device oh, that yeah. vibrates in your hat to tell you. Because even with the difference, remember how he told you they change during it, games? People are still picking it up, so now it's a mechanical thing in their hat that vibrates. But I bet them. they still you still see them flashing their fingers down below. No, you don't. Well, nope. Grant's saying no, you don't. You don't but Lori, I love yeah. you. That doesn't watch. No, it says this. But flashing, you could. Play some finger mind games. Oh, so <laughs> I, I had to, what, during New Music Friday, yeah. you're talking and I'm texting my kids, oh my gosh, Joe was just on the show again. Do you remember when I met him at the Kemp's commercial day? Oh, when you guys started talking, yeah. I was telling you outside, I started tearing up in here. I oh, was, I did too. I was just so, just hearing his voice and you guys did such an amazing job with that interview and I'll stop talking. He's, but anyway, the new book is out and, and to be invited to the book. Yeah. Something yeah. 
And I kept showing him, you're trending too on Twitter, I right know, behind I, the Kraken. I, I told Joe Schmidt if he hears about it on Tuesday, get up here and tell us if he gets yeah. in. All right, all okay, right. Okay, so yesterday we heard that pitch, the that, that pitchfork <laughs> was folding the music. Yes, into GQ. Into GQ, but it's terrible, you know, just blah, blah, blah. Anna Wintour, who's the head of Hon- Condé Nast, came into Pitchfork because Pitchfork got folded into them and now it's getting folded into GQ. And she laid everybody off and kept her sunglasses on the entire time. Um, bitch move. <laughs> Isn't that? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say bitch, please. But yeah. You know, I just, uh-huh. um, wow. Yeah. One of uh, the, one of the f- now former employees in attendance said, uh, let, um, Variety, no, one absolutely bizarro detail from this week is Anna Wintour, seated indoors in our office, did not remove her sunglasses while she was telling us we were getting canned. The indecency we've seen from upper management this week has really been something. Yeah. To not even take off your glasses. That is, well, you said it. You Hollywood spoke it. But can I ask you, did we talk about Sports Illustrated? Oh no! They they, the, they shut their doors they, today. They shut their doors. They, Did we talk about? Oh, Grant, I'm sorry. He'll tell us right. in oh, the dirt yeah. alert. Tell us at the dirt alert. Yeah. I'm sorry because it's shocking. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. So Condé Nast sent Anna over, and Condé Nast bought Pitchfork in 2015, and it's just merging into GQ, and probably they're keeping like two of the writers. Mm-hmm. But Pitchfork was, I mean, that was. How they many were magazines the first, did you buy? Well, no, but they were just like a really, you could just count on, they had snark writers and they had <laughs> writers <laughs> writing about bands that would never be written about in Rolling Stone or Billboard. They weren't getting radio airplays. I mean, they helped a lot of, like, college stations probably use that. And, you know, it yeah. was a good sourcing. Yeah. Uh, because they had really great. And, and you Rolling know, Stone is so naughty about letting you even read a headline yeah. for free so anyway um okay it was around since 96 but yeah she kept her sunglasses on the whole that time i would just she really is miranda Priestley in the really, devil is product really she really <laughs> is okay Lindsay lowen who we'd heard the other day was upset about a fire crotch joke that's made by megan the stallion in the new mean girls musical uh this is a spoiler alert if you Want to shut off your radio for five Good seconds? Call. Good call. Um, Lindsay Lowen has a tiny little cameo oh. in Mean Girls. She got paid a half a million dollars. I saw, I knew that. Lab. And, and she's, compl- you can call us firecratches all day long. Even though, call me at right now and pay me half right. a million. Pay me a hundred. I mean, I don't. I, that, that seems silly to me. And I love it that they released I mean, what that's, you got paid. That's a $500,000 consolation prize. Big deal. I mean, ugh. Yeah. It was like, I don't know. That Do you just think seems... she was really offended or was her no, dad she, offended for no, her? No, both. It was double double sourcing um, on that. And um, I mean, listen, it's for it was gross. And it is weird to think of Brandon Davis being engaged in having a baby with one of the Pretty Little Liars girls. Ashley Benson. Who's Brandon? Oh, Brandon Davis. Oh, gosh. The old Stanford Oil guy that was in cold to... Paris Hilton engaged to her, and she had the twelve carat diamond ring. Uh, was 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 she engaged to him? Yes. 
Brandon? I swear she was engaged to him. Yeah, I he don't was know, a standard was oil kid, isn't he? That's yeah. a good juicy story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's he has burned. Remember, he just had a. He was. A, she never dated him, but she's known that? him since she was two. Oh. Paris Hilton. He dated Lindsay. He's dated he was engaged to someone. A lot of people, yeah. like a lot of people, yeah. and he dated Lindsay Lohan and. He famously called her the fire crotch, you know. I don't know. I have a high school girlfriend, and I, we, I call her fire crotch, but it's a term of affection that's approved by both of us. There you go. And fire bush. I actually prefer that. <laughs> I really. I if just, you've got to call someone a fire crotch, oh I, the Hollywood speak is fire bush. Okay. Or FB for short, not Facebook. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm starving right now. Snoop Dogg turned down $100 million yes, to pull that thing out for OnlyFans. Yeah. Really? Yeah. $100 million? He doesn't yeah. need the money and he's a dad. Come on. No, I know, but it's a lot of money. That's yeah, he said, like, yeah. I got a black wife. Ain't no way in the world she allowed me to go. Oh, no way. There. And it doesn't matter. No way. But, oh, I, yeah. lo- I love Shantae. I watched that reality show, too. That was a good one. The Snoop da- Dog family. You really did. I yeah. know it. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Lori and Julia on my talk.